Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, We'll get to something important here in a second of the border and funding for Ukraine. And yeah, the border and funding for Ukraine are really tied together. Um, The most popular breakup day of the year is close. I hate this topic because uh, breaking up a relationship is horrifying and painful and uh, life-altering and uh, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. When does it, when does roughly the first breakup come as my kids are starting to age into the being interested in uh, romantic relationships ages? Shortly after the first relationship. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it varies so much. I, yeah, I don't know. God dang it. Is it like because I like uh, I've meant I was watching my son wrestle last night. I've mentioned to other parents. I thought it was brutal being out there on the mat wrestling myself. It's harder watching your kid than it is being out there yourself. Mm-hmm. Is it similar for breakups? As awful as breakups are, it's worse watching your kid go through one. No, it's worse going through one. Uh, Partly because you know, with very, very few exceptions, you know it'll be okay eventually. True. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas it does not feel like it's ever going to be okay for a long time, as you know. Especially the first big one, because you just didn't think it was possible. No, no. And you've never felt anything like that uh, before, and it's torturous. Why are we designed that way? For it to be so painful. I was I was just discussing this uh, with my physical therapist, oddly enough. Um, it's uh, why we're designed that way, I guess, to keep us together to protect the child um, uh, that inevitably results if you stay at it long enough. Um, but it, it, it is very much like kicking a, an extremely powerful drug addiction, getting your brain to stop wanting that particular chemical because that chemical ain't coming back. And I can tell you, but as you a want person, it so bad. Yeah. 
I can tell you as a person into middle age, it does not diminish in its uh, severity at all with age. I wouldn't imagine it does, no. Anyway, the most popular breakup day of the year is on the way. So if you get things that are looking a little rocky, you're starting to wonder. So you're probably doomed. December 11th is the day. <laughs> wow, that's oddly specific. It's Monday, been annoying right? breakup day around the world. It's pretty inter- easy to come up with the information in the modern world, as I said earlier, because of social media and the way people, you know, lay out their lives there. Well, yeah, there's plenty of data out there to make it clear that for whatever reason, roughly this time of year, I don't know if it's, you know, there's all kinds of speculation as to why, but is it, you know, I can't. I don't, the old kind of joke about, I don't want to have to buy him a Christmas present. I think it's more of a, I can't go through the whole family get together, buy you a heartfelt gift, travel, extra time together, parties, all that sort of stuff. Feeling what I feel or don't feel. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's it? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. You can coast through March. Not sure if this is cool or not. (laughs) Coast but through, no. getting through, through the holidays March. for the reasons oh, yeah. you described. No, no. Yeah, pretty easy to turn a blind eye in September, but not as easy. Right, right. With uh, going to meet the whole family for Christmas and exchange gifts and look each other in the eye. Yeah, that's that's harder. And hear Granny ask any kids on the way oh, or anything like that. Shut up, Grandma. Yeah, mind your own, <laughs> Granny. <laughs> you know the way you talk to your no, Grandma. Yeah. That's a that's a John Mulaney joke. <laughs> Shut up, Grandma. You know how you talk to your grandma. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Anyway, December 11th is on the way, so I don't know what to tell you. Good luck. (laughs) I've got several days. I got a particular date of a major breakup in my life. It wasn't December 11th, so it can happen any day. Does that make you feel better or worse? Probably worse. Uh, Switching topics to the international. There's this. Secure the border before we get attacked. Secure the border before the next terrorist attack happens. The president has to be involved. He has to lend his weight to a realistic border security proposal, even though it's unrelated. When we talk about a supplemental, we're talking about the urgency, right? It is an emergency. That's why we ask for it. That's why we ask for, for the extra funding for national security. So we got this mix of... Funding for Ukraine, funding for Israel, and our own border being secure. The border is secure. You're a lying jackass. You're a bad American, a bad human being. I hate you. How do you get to stay in office walking around saying the border is secure when there are records being set every day of people pouring into the country? Isn't that all you need to know about how our system has got some flaws right now? The president ought to be impeached today and removed for that alone. God, I would agree with that. It's hard to picture a worse failure of ensuring our national security. I'll tell you, I said earlier, I think it's a terrible idea for the Republicans to go down the road of impeachment over the whole Biden crime family thing. I think it's I don't think it's necessary. I'm against it. I'd vote against it. I'd be 100 percent for any impeachments around the border. That's an absolute dereliction of your duty, your number one duty to, to secure the country and keep people safe. Yeah, well, it's an that. open and shut case, too. It's utterly provable. Anyway, the Republicans, either out of they think this is good leverage or they're driven it 
to it by the base, and they're you know they're just they're just doing whatever's going to keep them in office. I don't know what's driving it, but all the Republicans, including Mitt, uh, Mitch McConnell on down, have now tied border funding to funding Ukraine and to a certain extent Israel. Mitt Romney with this tweet yesterday. Mitt Romney, who stood up in a closed door meeting the other day, angry, uh, shouting about the fact that the Democrats were unwilling to move on the border. Um, and you don't hear that out of Mitt Romney. Anyway, he's he, on the way out, too. He's retiring, so he means this stuff. Uh, Mitt Romney tweeted, Dems want $106 billion. The GOP wants a closed border. That's the trade. But clueless Dems want to negotiate the border bill. Not going to happen. Is an open border more important to Dems than Ukraine and Israel? That's a pretty strong tweet from Mitt Romney. It's as simple as... We need this. I was going to say we want this a lot, but it's it's much more important than that, the border security. And the Democrats have said, pound sand, go to hell. So the Republicans have resorted to, okay, you want this stuff so bad? You got to give us what we want, period. But Ukraine, Putin on the marsh, NATO, Article 5, we'll have to send our boys. China, Taiwan. Yeah, okay, so secure the border. A-holes. That's a tough thing when a lot of the Republicans involved, certainly Lindsey Graham, whose voice you heard there, and Mitch McConnell, their hardcore funding for Ukraine is highly important for the stability of the world and is in our U.S. interest. They believe that 100%. They're still willing to tie the border to it. Mm -hmm. That's something. Now, I think I think they view the border situation as, well, first of all, as disastrous as we've been portraying it and more. Because the, the, the chickens that have been hatched by these millions of people pouring in from all over the globe, the, the people who've showed up during Biden's administration would be something like the 11th most populous state in the United States. Right now, strangers coming across the border. That's why. So, number one, it's 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 a huge problem now, and it could be a disastrous problem soon. Plus, politically speaking, the 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 base is howling for this. So, SecDef Austin warned behind closed doors the other day. He said it's not hyperbole to say that Putin won't stop at Ukraine. Do you think he believes that? Do you I believe? Do that? I don't know. Uh, I I keep going back and forth on this. Um, Putin signaled that he thinks some of the Baltic countries are rightfully Russia's possession. And he actually hinted that Poland, parts of Poland, really ought to be Russia, too, a couple of months ago. Well, uh, given the weakness of his military, I can't even picture him provoking uh, war with NATO. But, but I don't know. But would you? That's the question. Would you provoke war with NATO? I know it's written down that it would, but that doesn't mean it actually happens. You think Joe Biden's going to go to war with Russia over Latvia? Joe Biden, who won't who won't push back against Iran when our troops have been attacked 80 times? My weak, waffly answer is, I hope so. I mean, what message does that send to Putin that Iran can keep attacking our bases and we don't do anything back really to speak of? Sure. Right. So you think we're going to send in troops? To defend some of these little countries that Americans couldn't find on a map? I find it hard to believe. And then Xi Jinping says, now, fellas, now.
Anyway, Lloyd Austin said, uh, it's not hyperbole to say Putin won't stop at Ukraine. If he enters NATO territory, U.S. troops could be called to fight. It's cheaper to fund Ukraine now. And you've got Mitt Romney and Mitch McConnell saying, yes, we agree. And border money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is quite the impasse. Yeah, it's uncomfortable for a lot of us to use one as leverage against the other. It seems inappropriate and, and like uh, playing chicken with with disaster, geopolitical disaster. But that's politics. That's it's the starting classic to make more, sausage being made. It's starting to make more sense to me uh, than it did, I don't know, a couple months ago. Okay, so you're howling. This is important, the Ukraine stuff on the global stage. This is like world-changing stuff. Yeah, so is this. So mm-hmm. is this. This is world-changing stuff. This is nation-altering stuff. This is changing the character of the country, maybe a terrorist attack in the future. This is a, this is a really, really, really big deal. They're both really big deals. Yeah, I would agree. And that's how, what's happening. I wonder how that's going to play out. For what it's worth, I came across, uh, I think, Tucker or somebody making the argument that now they're threatening to send your children to die in Ukraine. I've got the tweet. If, if you, you don't fund it. it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Tucker Carlson, the Biden administration is openly threatening Americans over Ukraine. In a classified briefing in the House yesterday, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin informed members that if they don't appropriate more money for Zelensky, we'll send your uncles, cousins, and sons to fight. Now, that was refuted by Jennifer Griffin of Fox talking to a number of reporters who were there in the room and say that absolutely was not stated the way Tucker says. But, well, and and he's twisting it um, to say, look, if Putin isn't stopped in Ukraine, he's going to attack a NATO country and then we'll have to live up to Article 5. Is not threatening to send your kids to war if we don't fund Ukraine. That's an incredibly disingenuous way to describe it. Right. So if, if any of your heroes are making that argument, I'd, I'd think twice about whether they ought to be your heroes. Why do they have to be dishonest to you to make their point? You ought to ask yourself that. Good one. Spicy but, times, eh? Oh, yes, they seem to be. Yes, fairly. But kick in the gut. Jack, the growing popularity of Krampus in the United States is troubling many. I don't know if it's troubling anyone. But it's interesting. Are you familiar with Krampus? My Krampus and Krampa? <laughs> getting me Christmas gifts? If I'm uh, dehydrated, I get Krampus in my calf. No, I don't, I don't know this thing. And we got a number of other things to get to, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is lifestyle and fun. Christmassy, if you will. Okay, all on the way. Stay with us. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Guy in Brooklyn just won $10 million from a scratch-off ticket for the second year in a row. Yeah, he's loving life. Today he marched into his old job like, I quit again! <laughs> you know, uh, if you've been listening to this show for years, I have a very negative attitude about the lottery and the role it plays in people's lives. I think it's I don't think it's good for your soul. I don't think it's good for society. I'm libertarian enough that I don't want to outlaw it or anything like that. But I just uh, whenever I'm at the convenience store, always and I don't mean sometimes or a lot of times. I mean, always there's some sad looking person scratching off tickets on the hood of their car mm. with a big gulp and an energy drink and some cigarettes. And I just think, man, you're hoping for some relief there. That That isn't what it's going to give it to you. Yeah, well, maybe they just don't have the wherewithal to do anything else. I pity them. Well, I do too. I just... I don't know. Is holding out like this is going to fix your life helpful to society? Or well, you know, if, as, as long as they buy a couple of tickets here and there and aren't like giving all their disposable income to it, I suppose it's fine. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, coming up next segment, we probably ought to get into uh, revisit the whole Hunter Biden thing and dive it again. This is on tax stuff. No, nothing about the Hunter. About the Biden crime family, I mean, no specific in, uh, uh, mention then in the indictment of that stuff, like foreign business dealings or anything like that. Unregistered foreign agents, right? But when they start pulling the threads in the courtroom about where your money came from and all that sort of stuff, and where did it go? Get, mm-hmm. Which is one of the reasons I don't think we need the impeachment because I think that's going to get taken care of in a different way, but different topic. Um, my, uh, I mentioned to my son that I had a babysitter coming up for a thing that I got to do, and he said, "All right." I said, "Yeah," and he said, "I didn't want to tell you this, Dad. I, I've been I've been holding back on this, but I think I'm going through puberty, and part of going through puberty is I just don't need you around as much anymore." <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. I'm aware. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man! Didn't want to tell me. Yeah, that transition, it's so healthy and normal, painful, annoying. <laughs> yeah. But necessary. Well, the, well, yeah, the oldest did it several years ago, but now when, when they both do it, so then I, neither one of you care if I'm around or not? All right. Now, does anybody care if I'm around or not? Nobody? Okay. Apparently not. <laughs> I guess I'll be in here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When, uh, as I used to say to Judy, when our our oldest Kate was uh, showing her horns, as all can, kids inevitably do, uh, I said, "Honey, for the bird to fly the nest, the bird has to push against the nest. It's okay." But don't I can take cer- it personally. I can certainly see how the youngest in all families gets treated a certain different way because you don't want to let go of the last go around with with all that stuff. Right. It's kind of nice being a hero. And, you know, the last person who thinks you're a hero starts to hint that, yeah, wait a minute with you. I'm on to you. It's like, no, I got wait, other things what? to do. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, inevitable. I didn't want to tell you this, but I'm going through puberty. <laughs>
I used to think you knew everything. Turns out I know everything. (laughs) (laughs) Here's an interesting development. You don't know everything. I know everything. (laughs) So Hunter's going to jail, and he financed uh, the entire family, and the proof's about to come out. The details. Felonious indictment coming up. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The indictment lays out in detail the way Hunter Biden would allegedly commit this fraud. For example, he took false business deductions. The indictment alleges, as one example, that in 2018, he claimed he had $388,000 worth of business travel. But in fact, the allegation is he was doing no business, no real work. So he writes that off. And that's a fraud. The the indictment also details lavish personal spending by Hunter Biden, $4.8 million worth of money that the government says he could have easily paid back instead he used on personal expenses ranging from cars and clothes to, quote-unquote, adult entertainment. Hunter, you're a loser. The smartest guy the president knows indicted on nine tax charges, including three felonies and six misdemeanors. Okay, is there anything in that I just heard that's not just embarrassing, but otherwise, why is it getting such breathless coverage? I feel like if it were Eric Trump, I'd be saying... Look at them going crazy over the president's kid has tax problems. What's that got to do with anything? Well, my explanation will be will be uh, laid out in a couple of clips. Number one, uh, Michael, did Hanson get you that brand new one yet? Yeah, fire that up and then follow it immediately with 31. This will be a symphony of truth. President Biden on Ukraine and also China. Uh, there is polling by the Associated Press that shows that almost 70% of Americans, including 40% of Democrats, believe that you acted either illegally or unethically in regards to your family's business interests. Can you explain to the Americans, uh, to Americans amid this impeachment inquiry, why you interacted with so many of your son and brother's foreign business associates? I'm not going to comment that I did not. And 
It's just a bunch of lies. You didn't interact with neither of their business associates? I did not. They're what? lies. If we look at the indictment, this alleges a scheme covering four years, 2016 through and including 2019. The allegation is that during that time, Hunter Biden made around $7 million in income, primarily from foreign companies in Ukraine and China. Doesn't allege that those were bribes, does not allege Hunter Biden was engaged in illegal influence peddling as a lobbyist, but makes clear he did not do actual work meriting $7 million worth of income. And the allegation is that he failed to pay and committed fraud with respect to about $1.4 million in taxes owed. As our brilliant listener Frank pointed out, that's right up there with 2020's clip of the year. Unclear where the cheesecake came from, if you remember that. Sounds like from your experience, you see someone actually walking away with a cheesecake there after the cheesecake factory was looted. Unclear where they may have gotten that. Yes, yes. Uh, so Hunter Biden made $7 million from the foreign countries where his father had the portfolio. Unclear whether those two things were related or where the cheesecake came from. <laughs> it has webbed feet, an orange bill, and quacks. Unclear if it's a duck. Yeah, exactly. And that's fine. That's fine. It does not need to be proven in the court of law. Uh, but I think it's going to become self-evidently clear enough to the American people Joe Biden's not the candidate next time around. So that's why it matters. Is that what you want, though? Well, what is I it, want that... has nothing to do with it. I'm, I am a sober, occasionally sober, <laughs> even-handed uh, observer and commentator. Prior to noon, sober? <laughs> um, I... I uh... I really, I don't understand the goal of impeachment, which it looks like is going to happen, especially when you got this going on. Uh, let the Biden's own Justice Department bring out all this information. You don't have to be the MAGA Republicans that they can hang various, you know, quotes from January sixth around your head when they, when they, when they, you know, hit you with the information about Hunter Biden. Let the Biden Justice Department go after Hunter Biden. But um, that aside. Is the goal to run Joe Biden out of office so a much stronger candidate gets in there? I, I don't understand the point. Of, of the point of what, specifically? The enthusiasm people seem to have for anything that damages Joe Biden at this point. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I think you, you might be uh, not over-egging the pudding, not gilding the lily, over maybe overthinking it. Uh, all this stuff is true, and your opponent is a, a criminal. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Like, deny it or soft-pedal it or something? Of course you're going to be enthused about it. Might that lead to a stronger candidate in the race? I think it will. I don't but know. You're just I'm, asking too much of humans. They're not going to do that. I'm, I'm using the same strategy that Nancy Pelosi used. The reason she didn't write articles of impeachment in a way that she could actually boot Trump out is because she didn't want a stronger candidate. Right, right. Well, she lacks a human soul. So it's easier for her to do that sort of thing than most people. Good morning. No, I, would, I certainly wouldn't want to get in the way of the Justice Department pru, pru, uh, pursuing major tax fraud. I mean, that's just, you know, it is what it is. Um, and it's pretty darn interesting. The Republicans do have a choice of whether to pursue impeachment, and I just think it's a bad idea. But uh, that ship has sailed. That is going to happen.
Yeah, yeah. If you're talking about impeachment, I totally get your point. Yeah. Ah, uh, da, 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 da. I know I wanted to run one more clip. Uh, oh, I like 35. Go ahead, Michael. This indictment, which is a devastating speaking yeah. indictment, really is a complete vindication of the whistleblowers. Uh, there's no reason this, this indictment couldn't have been brought a year ago or two years ago. Remember, the whistleblowers had to fight uh, to get this investigation continued and ultimately lost. And if it hadn't been for Judge Nareka in that federal Delaware courtroom, yep. uh, that 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 hinky plea deal would have gone gone down. She did her job and stopped this from happening. Tell have you, you heard, what, that Judge Noreka is a hero. Have you heard any uh, smart nonpartisan lawyers speak to whether or not Hunter Biden will actually end up in prison? No, I have not. But I did want to play one more clip. This is Jonathan Turley, uh, 41. The fact is that this indictment shatters years of denials by the Bidens and frankly, by an enabling media. Uh, it shows these massive amounts of money uh, going to Hunter Biden from Romania, Ukraine, China, all these sources. And it also shows a knowing and continual effort to evade taxes, to commit criminal acts. Right, but, okay, by the president's son. I, I, I would... I don't think it would ever color my vote about a human being if their kid didn't pay their taxes. I mean, that alone is... Do you still harbor doubts that that it was a way to finance the entire family? No, I think that is absolutely what had happened there. But people keep throwing in that he had complete disregard for taxes. Well, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. Lots of people do. And I hate it. And they ought to follow the law. But you got you got to tie them together. Um, as Mark Halpern wrote, uh, it will be an emotional drain on a teary father whose own Justice Department is trying to send his child to a federal prison. Biden is a, he's old. He's emotionally weak. He's lost a number of children in tragic ways throughout his life. Man, this could be uh, this could be too much for him. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree. I don't think he's running, and this is going to be a major part of it. And just one final quibble on, on what you just said. You don't need to tie it together, I don't think. Um, in an impeachment, you might, uh, but there's no need to, politically speaking. I mean, the, the numbers oh, no. on both sides of the aisle are already huge to think they're or illegal. 70% of, yeah. of Americans have already tied it together, including 40% of Democrats. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and that number is only going to go up. Unless the Republicans step on their own dinguses over playing an impeachment. But we'll see. Well, that's almost certainly going to happen. If there's a dingus and a Republican foot in the same room, that foot will land on dingus, as you if so I could step charmingly on my own, put it. If I could step on my own, I'd tell everybody about it. But. Do a little yoga, maybe. Uh, let's uh, break for a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. So the scumbags of the world who need to be in jails, folks, they target homes during the holidays because they know there are presents there. Electronics, iPads, whatever, phones. They up their scumbaggery during the holidays, and that's why Simply Safe Home Security is offering a holiday deal of up to 50% off any new system so you can stay safe this season, and we love them. 
And with the 24-7 live guard protection and the smart alarm wireless indoor camera, monitoring agents can see and speak to intruders. This is the coolest thing ever, helping stop crime in real time. Hey, put down the present, you scumbag. I love it. I love it. I wish they had a big stick that they could swing out of the camera, too, and whack him in the head, but that'll come soon enough. Anyway, um, <clears throat> uh, Satisfaction is backed by Simply Safe's money-back guarantee, and Simply Safe is comprehensive for your, uh, protection for your whole home. Break-ins, yes, of course, but also fires, floods, or whatever threats are particular to you and your family. So this season, we highly recommend protecting your home and family with Simply Safe for a limited time. Save up to five, 50% rather on any new system with a fast protect plan. Visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So I mentioned uh, last hour that my youngest said to me, Dad, I, I, uh, I haven't told you this, but I'm going through puberty. And... Uh, thought that was interesting, an interesting thing to say. I don't remember ever saying that to my dad. But, um, mm-hmm. uh, and we got off on a couple of topics, and um, I brought up the idea of uh, you're going to start being interested in girls. And he said, you mean boners? Oh, boy. That's Frank. <laughs> that accelerating in a hurry. He's 11. I'm just really culture around... Uh, sexual realities has changed. <laughs> As it you changes every, every generation. But you know why it has changed? But, well, okay, it has changed every generation, but not usually driven by the schools. Right. The amount of time that they talk about sex and sexuality and stuff like that in schools is, well, zero when I was his age. Zero. Zero when I was 11. And now, like every day. <laughs> so that is the thing. Right, right. Anyway. And it's not about trying to prevent pregnancies or STDs or that sort of thing. It's about getting you to be uh, convinced that you're uh, you're gay or non-gender or whatever the hell. Well, I think gender. I don't think that's one of the many choices, but you I get think, what I'm saying. I think they often bring up the other stuff at a ridiculously young ages. Like, what are you telling me this for when you're when I'm a second grader or whatever? So that so that they have the in for the other stuff. Then you can justify it. Oh, you don't think we should teach children about sexually transmitted diseases? Yeah. All right, I see what you're doing here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually got into uh, every living beast has one goal. We're designed for one goal. Do you know what it is? He said to procreate. Yes, I said to procreate. And uh, we got into that whole thing. And we're, we're no different. Yeah. Yeah, the urge to procreate is among uh, one of my favorites, certainly. Um, yep. I would not like to go back in time to when it was, I mean, I still have the urge. Uh, even though I do not want to procreate again at this point in my life. Um, I still have the urge, but not like I did when I was like, 18. I would not, I would not, that would be like a, 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 a sentence a judge would give you for a yeah. crime oh, yeah. to have to go back right. to that. It's like being starving hungry or desperately thirsty. <laughs> it's not pleasant. Except if you're starving hungry, you can eat. If you're desperately thirsty, you can drink. You can't really satisfy that urge. Even if you can get a food or drink, if you know what I'm saying, it still does not satisfy it. I won't uh, continue to flog this uh, metaphor any further. Um, I suppose that's next, flogging the old metaphor. But what are you going to (laughs) do? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just to clarify something I said earlier, I found the statistic. uh, Illegal aliens who have come into the country since Joe Biden took office, a conservative estimate puts them at the 13th most populous state. If illegal aliens 
during the Biden administration were a state, it would be larger than Washington, larger than Arizona or Tennessee or Massachusetts. The entire population of those states. Not on purpose, not a policy, not anything we voted on. Actually, against the will of almost all the people, according to most polling, Mm -hmm. still happened. That is a breakdown of our system. Next segment, if we have time, a final thought or two on the the horrors of our our neo-Marxist universities or something. I don't know. Just I keep coming across interesting perspectives and facts and and the rest of it. Um, That information on how those university presidents, they're there for one reason. They're fealty to the woke cult. Awesome. We got a lot of stuff on the way. Stay here. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Look out. Two months after Hamas killed more than 1,200 people in Israel, the Israeli military is escalating its campaign to overthrow the group in Gaza. But for the 2.3 million Palestinians in Gaza who can't leave, the war isn't the only danger. Hunger is spreading. Massive crowds gathered outside a food distribution center. The UN is warning of a humanitarian catastrophe. So while I'm sure that's true, get ready to hear a whole bunch more of that out of the mainstream media as they get uh, hungrier and hungrier and things get uglier and uglier. Also from Richard Engel on NBC News, talking to a woman who was a hostage recently released, went back to where she, where she lived, uh, talking about the horror of that day. Most of the people she knows are dead now. Everything's destroyed. Really pretty interesting stuff. But, man, she was mad. Rita says many here are furious at Hamas and the government. How did it take eight hours to have a response? I, 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 Why it took eight hours? Because they didn't care. 
What do officials say about that long span of time before they could get there? Uh, they are saying absolutely nothing. They are postponing that question until after the war uh, is over. And uh, it's, many Israelis initially were accepting that. And they said, fine, uh, this is a national uh, time of national crisis, national emergency. The investigations will be held later. Uh, but as time passes, they are, uh, they are demanding answers. That eight-hour delay is un, well, inexplicable and unimaginable. So, you know, I won't get it. I don't want to get too detailed and paint too much of a picture, but some of these women who were trapped in their homes and being abused, to put it very lightly, all day long, for eight hours. Mm -hmm. And as Richard Engel pointed out, talking to people around there, everybody's calling. They're calling each other. Hey, I'm hiding in my house. They're killing people outside. Do you see the IDF anywhere? No, I don't. People were calling each other all day long, going on social media, watching the videos being posted. There's plenty of communication happening. How did it not get to the Israeli army? How did the Israeli army not see the people coming through the fences, driving across the land, shooting people in the streets? Everybody else was watching it. But mm -hmm. they weren't or couldn't get their act together to, like, fly a helicopter in there and start, you know, strafing the ground and wiping these guys out or nothing? What What? Nothing. What, what the hell happened there? It's incomprehensible. I, I, I can't even begin to answer that question. I mean, it's a tiny country. You can drive across it in, like, an hour. So the idea that you didn't have a jeep full of the best IDF soldiers with machine guns showing up in, in a, you know, like, in an hour or something is inexplicable. Yeah. Well. Oh, my God. I hope we don't ever have a failure like that. That's what I keep thinking. So they're supposed to be the best of the best. Best intelligence, best trained, most motivated. Yeah, so are we. Are we going to have a breakdown like this someday where we all look back and say, how the heck did this happen? I remember reading the 9-11 report and, uh, and the whole incident with they were trying to scramble some fighter planes around Washington, D.C., and everybody realized, I don't even know who to call. I don't know how to find the pilots. I don't, who do I call? The base commander or the president? Or I don't know. For hours Play. and hours and hours. Play 54 for me because I got a comment on that there, Michael. Uh, I think between 75 to 80 percent of Israelis say that the war needs to continue. And at the same time, they say that once it's over, Netanyahu needs to resign, which is very interesting. So that's from CNN. So around 80% of Israelis want the war to continue. They want Netanyahu to go when it's over. Obviously, for the, if, if only for the failures we just talked about, you got to get rid of whoever was in charge at the time, regardless of his other political problems. My final note about the humanitarian disaster, which I'm sure is true, is uh, and, and anybody who doesn't want to minimize civilian deaths is a monster. But um, I find myself wondering... Maybe this is what it looks like when a country loses a war. We've just never seen it televised like this before. Right. Coming up next hour, the growing popularity of Krampus and the maniacs on campus. If you don't get next hour, grab the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.